Welcome to another edition of the OK Preps Extra podcast. I'm Patrick Prince, joined as always by our high school sports editor, Barry Lewis. And Barry, uh, we've got a lot of great stuff to talk about. We sort of capped uh, another week of all world teams with uh, all state basketball. You and I are going to mostly talk about all world basketball. Uh, so let's just jump in. Let's uh, we wanna, why don't we quickly kind of go through the five finalists for uh, Boys Player of the Year. Uh, let's start with Ty Frierson from Memorial. All right, Ty Frierson. He was so consistent all season long. He is the only returnee from last year's mm-hmm. all-world first team. But the uh, difference is this year he is a Player of the Year finalist, as you alluded to. Uh, whenever Memorial in clutch situations, not that there were many clutch situations for Memorial because they blew out everybody pretty much, but he's just a model of consistency, very efficient, and um, just had a tremendous season. We'll kind of get into more specific questions later, but let's just uh, kind of keep running down the finalists. Uh, Caden Fry, a senior at Owasso. Um, He lifted Owasso to a share of the Frontier Conference title. Owasso lost a lot of key players from last year's team, including Aaron Potter. (laughs) And so if Caden Fry didn't step up and have a huge season in the very uh, uh, competitive Frontier Conference, Owasso could have easily had a losing record instead of sharing the conference title with Booker T. Washington. So Caden Fry kept a really outstanding four-year high school career, the last three of those at Owasso, with uh, taking his game to new heights this year. I really like uh, what uh, Booker T. coach Eli Brown said, Barry, about uh, our next finalist, Aaron Potter, when he said uh, he changed our cult, like he changed our team and transformed our culture. Did I get that right? Yes. Yeah, I mean, that pretty pretty high remarks. Uh, what can you say about uh, Mr. Potter? Uh, I think Eli Brown said it all, pretty much. Right. I mean, and he took his game to a higher level because at Owasso, um, he was a good player, but had I had no idea that he was the great player that he showed he is this year. Um, what, what, did, what did he do different, Barry? It was just his leadership. Again, he was consistent. I didn't know he was going to be as good a scorer as he was, and he had to be. And it was just beautiful to see how he blended in with Cam Parker, who mm-hmm. was on our All-State team as well as Aaron. Um, because if they didn't mesh so smoothly, um, Booker T wouldn't have had the season they had. I mean, so it was just a combination of factors. Not only was Aaron Potter great on the court, but uh, – he fit in so well there, and as Coach Brown said, changed the transformed them and changed the culture. Because remember, Booker T won two games all the previous season, and right. they go from that to twenty four and three. I mean, it is incredible to flip a team's record like that. And of course, you rewarded uh, that turnaround with giving Eli Brown the, the Coach of the Year honor. So, yes. yeah, just amazing turnaround for Booker T. So uh, any update, Barry, on Ty Frierson and Aaron Potter? There's, are they still uncommitted? Any word where they might land? Well, they're sort of stuck like so many players are, including four of the five finalists, player of the year finalists. 
they're waiting to see what opens up. The transfer portal and the extra year of COVID eligibility have really just jammed things up for so many. Uh, Caden Fry last week uh, made his decision and signed with Roger State, but he is the only one of the five finalists who has made that uh, decision. So uh, it is signed, and I think that's a great addition for Roger State. I think that's it's a great fit. So I, I can see Caden having a great career at Roger State, much like Brewster Peacock from Vertigris did when he mm -hmm. signed with them five or six years ago. I think Caden can be that type of player at Roger State. I know Roger State really wanted him because I saw Justin Barkley, their coach, at so many Owasso games this year. And uh, his, his t tenacity paid off. Uh, the final uh, of the five finalists, uh, Victory Christian's Joshua uh, Udomo. Am I saying yes, that right? Yes, you I'll, got it right. <laughs> I always ask you that. I don't want to. I don't want to pronounce his name wrong. Uh, and he's he's from 4A. He's the smallest uh, smallest class represented on the first team. What can you tell us about him? He uh, a lot was expected of Victory this year, and Victory also you have to remember they lost two of their top three return players who were supposed to return to uh, Union because uh, they had two impact players move over to Union after last season from last season's state tournament team. So Joshua just took his game to new heights as well. Uh, he was Mr. Clutch whenever he they needed a basket, he seemed to come through our defensive play. And um, he really focused extra on basketball during the off season. And you could see how it paid off. He wasn't going to play football, didn't play football the first half of the season before they needed him. And he helped the football team <laughs> shift into another gear. So he had an outstanding second half of the football season, carried that over to basketball and took them to the state championship game. And they really needed his leadership uh, going through the loser's bracket in the area tournament. So, um, uh, and don't, we don't want to forget uh, our fifth player of the year, I shouldn't say number five, but an, another player of the year finalist, Braden Hubbard of Memorial. Yep. Memorial had two. Right. Braden was someone who Coach Bobby Allison said really had a renewed, um, he was transformed himself both on and off the court with his diet, took his game to um, starting with the last off season and just really became an outstanding player instead of just a good player which he was last year he just took his I, I feel like I'm repeating myself on all of these players but for the most part except for Ty Frierson who said was a repeater from last year from the first team I think the other four players well they were already good previously they just took their games to a higher level and uh, it was we of course this was an incredible year for talent in the Tulsa area. Yeah. Well, that kind of leads me into my next question, yes. Barry. Uh, Parker Fredrickson from Bixby uh, almost averaged 30 points a game, but uh, didn't make the first team. He's a second team member. What, what went into that decision? Well, and um, the second team, I, I thought when the all world teams, the, uh, the, the first team selections for all world, which was our five player of the year finalists. Cause some years we have three player of the year finalists like the previous year, but this year I thought we really needed to have five. And so I thought more people locally would be happier 
or there'd be less controversy over the all state picks, my all state picks first team, which I have 15 on, as opposed to uh, the all world picks where you have a first five, second five, third five, because the second team, as you can tell by the fact that I've all got them on the all state first team, they're really, really good. I've, any of the five of them, I would say any of the five of them with the year they had this year could have been on the first team last year. Uh, they were that good. And you talked about Parker Fredrickson of Bixby uh, averaging nearly 30 points a game, an OSU commit. Mm -hmm. um, and then, but you can't forget David Castillo. And it's really yeah. hard going back to Parker. It's pretty hard to evaluate him because Bixby really didn't have much on the team besides Parker. Um, they didn't have a very good season one loss wise, although part, thanks to Parker, they were competitive most of the time. Um, but then David Castillo, can't forget him. He's one of the top recruits in the nation. And he averaged 24, 25 points a game. Barsville had its best season in almost a decade. And so you're wondering, how can I leave him off the top five? <laughs> and I can see anyone, people asking that. How can you leave either Parker Fredrickson with his stats or David Castillo with who he is off the top five. But yet, um, so I was glad it worked out this way that I could give him Mel State status. But that just shows you the five players I chose, how good they are. And we haven't even talked about Cam Parker. Well, we have talked about him briefly in regards to Aaron Potter. But Cam Parker is... He's, he's going to be playing college basketball, and he had – his season was almost up there, pretty much up there with Aaron Potter. I mean, there would be nights where one would score 29, the other would score 27, and uh, they would take turns being the MVP of a tournament. And so it's really – as good as Aaron Potter is, it's really hard to differentiate him from Cam Parker other than the fact that you can see what – Aaron did for the program by going there uh, and joining Cam Parker. And you have to also credit Cam Parker a lot, again, both of them for the chemistry they had and how that translated into just a super season. But as good as Aaron Potter is, Cam Parker was right up there. And then you have the Jenks pair, Ben Everett and Chase Martin. It's very hard to leave them off the top five um it's i mean they're so good you had a situation where chase made the coaches associations all-state team but yet he was second team in the frontier conference where because ben was uh jenks is represented on the first team i mean they were both so good and it's like hard to like say who is the better player ben or chase they both are great and so that's why it was great that again, the way it worked out, that I could give them both first team all state status, which is, mm -hmm. as I um, referenced in my column in Sunday's paper when I explained the all state selections, in a typical year, I would have six of the 15 players who are all state first team, since we've gone to this current format uh, six or seven years ago maybe six or seven would be from our all world covered zone. But this year I've got 10. And uh, I didn't expect that when the process, when I started figuring this, this out, 
But the more I looked at all the candidates, it's like, yeah, these 10 are really deserving. I mean, some years I've got just five from the Tulsa Metro in the individual outstanding individual town from the rest of the state. They pretty well dominate the all state our all state team. But um, while it didn't translate into championships at the state tournament, uh, this was an incredible year for talent in the Tulsa area. Um, the West teams, West teams obviously had a lot of outstanding teams, but when you compared each player, compared them to the talent in the East, uh, it's, it's really hard to take with some exceptions, obviously, because they do have a, a few players from the West on the All-State team, like J.B. Seat from Edmund Memorial, Dylan Warlick, um, then Dayton Forsyth, and then Brandon Garrison from Dell City, and then uh, from McAllister, closer to home, uh, Dante Holloman. Um, I just, that's why I gave the edge this year. It felt really weird to have so many players from, and I don't want to make, just like in football, we've talked about this before, Patrick, I don't want to make the all, Tulsa World All-State team just a repeat of the All-World team. I like to have different players in honor the whole state, but it was just hard to leave when I, the more I looked at it. And again, I didn't plan it this way. All 10 players from the Tulsa, all the all world coverage zone. It's like, couldn't, there was no one from outside the area. I thought that I could rate above them. So yeah. I went with it. Fair enough. Uh, so let's drop down to the third team for a second and talk about a kid from Glencoe. And I used to work in Stillwater and we covered Glencoe a little bit. So that school's familiar to me, maybe not as familiar to some of our viewers or listeners, but tell us about uh, Jaken. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, Whedon. Whedon. Yes. Yeah, yeah, what coach? And well, class, class B Glenpool. What can you tell us? Yeah, that's a rarity that I've got oh, a class Glencoe. B school. I, I said Glenpool by mistake. Glencoe. Glencoe. Sorry. Yeah, Glencoe, yeah. rare that we would have anyone from a Class B school in our top 15 all-world, but um, wanted to, he had an outstanding season, and uh, when I was trying to determine those last spots in the top 15, wanted to recognize not only did he have a solid season, it really could have been like going for that last spot, couldn't have gone wrong with about 10 other people either that I was considering for that last spot, but really the last two spots. But um, I went with Whedon because they, to, um, in large part, because they won a state title. I like to reward team success. And um, he was a big part of that, huge part of it. He hits the winning free throws with a few seconds left in the championship game for their one point win over Roth. And, uh, that just capped an outstanding season he had. So I thought um, he would be a very deserving person to reward with um, third team recognition. Yeah. I mean, because so, I could name like, there's any like, you know, 10 players basically were going for what I would consider the last two spots on the third team. And yeah. I also, Jacob Skirkles from Calmsville, I also, uh, he got the edge to reward their team success as well. Was there one decision, Barry, that was the, I mean, like like you've been saying, it was a, an outstanding year for, for talent in our area. Was one decision any harder than the other? 
Um, yes, and I'm because I don't want to tip off anything <laughs> for it that would for the all world awards. Um, but the fifth spot on the fifth player of the year finalist was really it was about one of the toughest I've ever had. Okay. Um, so yeah, it was that, that that was really tough. As I said, the previous year we only had three player of the year finalists because I thought that's all that were would be deserving of that. But this year we could have seriously had about 10. Because <laughs> that's how many we have on the All-State team. And so the fifth player of the year selection that was really difficult. So all state basketball boys and girls, of course, published in a Sunday paper that capped off a week of all world honors. And help me out there if I leave anybody out. We started uh, last week, early in the week, with boys and girls wrestling. The first time we've honored a girls wrestling team of the year. Glad we did that for this year. Uh, we did boys and girls swimming, uh, all world boys and girls basketball. Um, who am I leaving out? Yeah. Uh, two two days of swimming, two days of wrestling, two days of all world basketball, and then we had the all state basketball. So that's the seven days. So um, the, in, we talk about the girls wrestling. That uh, yeah. again, we listened to the readers' requests because we didn't. You said this was the first, as you said, this was the first year we had all world wrestling, and we didn't have it the previous year when they just became an official. OSSA championship sport and we didn't have it the previous year because we didn't feel the numbers really justified having it because there's still not a whole lot of girls wrestling participants but we got a lot of um, feedback on that decision not to have girls wrestling as part of the all-world awards in 2021 and so we listened to the readers and uh, we reevaluated, and that's why we added girls wrestling this year, because there's still not a lot of participants when you compare that to the other sports, but the sport is growing. And we felt, uh, yes, the readers are right. <laughs> so uh, we added it. Yeah, so and, and I'm, glad, I'm glad we did. It didn't feel quite right last year, and, and we didn't do it, and it felt right this year. So like you said, we, we listened and we added it and it was, and we, and we should have added it. That's what we should have done. Yes. And we did, so it, it, it all worked out. So we do and listen. Course, if you have ideas, we do listen. We do listen. Absolutely. Absolutely. So of course the winners of all the sports will be announced August 2nd at our sixth annual all world awards banquet. And uh, Rod Thompson, it will be our keynote speaker. Uh, the award show is presented by Bill Knight. And of course we appreciate all his support um, and what, what am I leaving out, Barry? Uh, it's at the Renaissance Hotel. Tickets are, oh, tickets are now available. You can go to allworldawards.com and order your tickets. We've been, we've been kind of teasing this for, for several weeks in our video, Barry, but now we can actually provide those details. So, uh, go to allworldawards.com and get your tickets. And it's, it's always a great event. And it's just, I love the way we honor high school, high school accomplishments. It's really, really great. And we want, and we want, uh, readers to vote on some awards. That's right, yeah, why don't you tell us about that, Barry? Uh, vote, now um, nominations are being taken for Fans of the Year, as well as Mascot of the Year, Cheer Squad of the Year. When am I leaving out, Patrick? Fan Squad. 
Oh, what was that? Dance Squad. Oh, Dance Squad. Absolutely. And um, and Mascot. Mascot. Yes. So we added new awards this year because uh, all of those, except for the fans of the year, are new awards. Mm -hmm. So we encourage our readers to nominate and vote in those categories. And we also encourage all athletic directors and coaches who have not done so yet to nominate deserving student athletes and other specialty awards, including inspirational athlete of the year, sport, um, comeback of the year, as well as scholar athletes of the year. All right, that's a lot of stuff. Barry, appreciate all the knowledge and all the work that you and Kelly Hines and Ben Johnson and John Tranchina. Am I leaving anybody out? You got uh, them all. Yeah, all the work you guys have done uh, over the weeks and months, not only watching these games, but talking to coaches, talking to players, you know, communicating with readers to, to produce these, these teams. It's a ton of work. Uh, good job to all you guys. Great stuff. And we'll catch up next week. Sounds good, Patrick. Thanks. All right.